Welcome to Medical Student Study Cast, the podcast to help third-year medical students study for clerkships, where I have the questions and you have the answers. Hi, I am your host, Josh Bradford a third-year medical student at Rocky Vista University. The goal of this podcast is to help medical students study for high-yield topics and actively test knowledge. I used several resources and picked out some of the highest-yield information. This podcast uses a question-and-answer format, which can help test and gauge what you know and help identify knowledge gaps. I encourage you to do your best to actively answer the questions. Let's get started. Psychiatry Clerkship. In this episode, we will cover somatoform and related disorders. Now, these disorders can be a little bit confusing and have always tricked me up a little bit. But if you learn the most common presentations and then split them into dichotomies, they will make more sense. The disorders we're going to cover are malingering, factitious, somatic symptom, conversion, and illness anxiety disorders. So these can be split into malingering and factitious, which are trying to get something, somatic symptom and conversion, which are both unaware that it isn't real, and then illness anxiety disorders, and that's the fear of having the disease. So what disorders are caused by conscious harm, self-harm for the purpose of self-gain? These are factitious and malingering. Now a 35-year-old female complains of headache, fever, chills. Her first temperature was normal, but then you leave the room, come back in, she asks you to take the temperature again, and it's 103. What is it? Well, first you have to distinguish between factitious and malingering. So how do those differ? Malingering is set apart because people want some sort of secondary gain. They want an external reward. What are some examples of external rewards that those people want? Now, those might be workers' compensation or disability, drugs through drug-seeking. They might want food and a place to stay in the hospital if they're homeless, get money from insurance, be released from a contract in the military, or even plead insanity and get out of jail. What are some ways that these people will make it up? So some examples of these are faking a seizure, doing an insulin injection with hypoglycemia, uh, faking a fever, infecting a wound, or saying they have hallucinations or some sort of depression anxiety. So remember this, malingering for a reward. So put four afterwards, and I'll help you remember that it's an external reward and it has a secondary gain. So malingering for a reward. So going back to that original case with the woman who was faking the higher temperature, was she trying to get out of work that day? Did she want some sort of drug? Was she a homeless person who wanted food or housing? Any of those would make this malingering because she would be malingering for a reward. Now, what is the gain for factitious disorder? So this is the inner desire that is accomplished by being sick. So remember this, the fact is they want to be the patient. Factitious disorder, the fact is they want to be the patient. So, factitious disorder is an internal reward, while malingering is an external reward. This could be the nurse that is always taking care of patients and wants to be taken care of 
um, as a patient for once. Now, both factitious and malingering are related to what psychiatric comorbid conditions? These would be personality disorders, especially cluster B personality disorders like antisocial, borderline, histrionic, or narcissistic. Moving on to the next set of disorders, what are the two disorders where the patients are unaware that the symptoms aren't real? Again, these are somatic symptom disorder and conversion disorder. They have a symptom and no organic cause, but the symptom is related to some sort of anxiety that manifests as the symptom. So let's get started with the most unique disorder, conversion disorder. What is the type of symptom? So think of it as conversion neurologic disorder, and that will help you remember that this is always a neurologic complaint, and it isn't compatible with a neurologic condition. So what would be an example of this? This might be a patient that their wife died and then they're suddenly paralyzed from the waist down without any sort of injury, infection, and nothing seen on MRI. What is the cause of this disorder? So this is caused by some sort of trauma that is converted into a neurologic symptom. The example that I had was the wife died. Well, it could be any sort of major trauma, but the person doesn't want to confront the trauma, and so the kind of way that they manifest the trauma in their life is through some sort of neurologic complaint. How does the patient feel about the symptom? So the symptom is very likely to impair their life significantly, but they're surprisingly calm. So this might be the guy at the hospital who's joking with the nurses and isn't really that stressed about not getting his MRI that day, even though he you know, can't go to work because he's paralyzed from the waist down. What are examples of more common symptoms? I mentioned arm and leg paralysis. There's also blindness, deafness, loss of sensation. So in an episode of Malcolm in the Middle, the father, Hal, who's played by Brian Cranston, has to decide if a neighbor would be kept on life support or not. So in response to this like big life stressor, he is paralyzed from the waist up, not the waist down, the waist up which is an obviously ridiculous neurologic symptom. And they make fun of how he like adapts to brush his teeth with his feet and have sex. Um, but the point is that he has this really big stressor, kind of like a trauma, and creates kind of a uh, conversion symptom disorder. So what's the best way to treat this type of patient? So with continuity of care by a single physician to make sure that excessive testing isn't done or repeated, and then dealing with the trauma. Moving on to the next disorder, a 30-year-old woman who has recurrent abdominal pain that started during an abusive marriage, didn't improve with divorce, and worsened when she lost her job. She has visited several doctors until one of them referred her for surgery because she is so convinced that something is wrong. There is no evidence of any problem on CT scan or exploratory surgery. What is it? This is somatic symptom disorder. So if the patient has some sort of physical pain, they're more likely to have somatic symptom disorder. How do these patients respond to their pain? As opposed to conversion disorder, 
Somatic symptom disorder patients are far more likely to work really hard to get their symptoms resolved by multiple physicians, multiple tests, and procedures. Lastly, a patient's mother died from a non-genetic bone cancer originating in her arm. He then goes to the doctor anytime he gets a bruise on his arm and wants an MRI or his biopsy of his arm. What is it? So this last disorder is illness anxiety disorder. And what's the main characteristic of this disorder? The main characteristic is in the name. They have the fear of getting some illness in the future. So do they currently have any symptoms? They don't have any overt symptoms for the disorder that they're worried about having, but they commonly have small complaints that they misinterpret as manifesting some great underlying disease. So how long do the symptoms have to persist to make the diagnosis? All right, so this is six months. All right, we're gonna move on to the rapid review. Remember, the disorders that we had are malingering, factitious, somatic symptom, conversion, and illness anxiety disorders. Malingering for something, the fact is they wanna be the patient, conversion neurologic disorder, somatic symptom has a somatic problem or physical problem and then illness anxiety disorder is descriptive in its name a man with shoulder pain that doesn't go away worsens with job stress x-ray mri and physical physical exam are all normal no history of illness and cortisol shots haven't helped he goes to see the doctor almost weekly what is it this is somatic symptom disorder the key is he wants to get rid of the problem. It's worsened with stress, for example, his job, and there aren't any signs that there's actually something wrong, so on x-ray, MRI, etc. Next disorder. Nurse is admitted to the hospital, never seems to get better, and you culture oral bacteria from a blood culture after she's had sepsis. What is this? This is factitious disorder. So the nurse is contaminating her own IV to stay in the hospital, and she wants to be the patient. So the fact is she wants to be the patient. Next disorder. Patient whose father died of an acute myocardial infarction two years ago. She wants to get an MRI, echo, cholesterol, troponin, CT angiography, and believes that she needs a quadruple bypass. Has jumped from doctor to doctor to get all of this done. What is it? This is illness anxiety disorder. She has the worry that she might get what her father had, and so she wants to go through all of these tests, but she currently doesn't have any problems, even if she gets short of breath occasionally or has a little bit of chest discomfort. She is way too young to have any problems. Moving on to the next disorder, a 43-year-old male who works for a construction company complains of debilitating back pain that happened while at work. It is ruining his life and keeping him from working. Nothing's found on physical exam, imaging, or labs, and the pain is inconsistent on palpation. What is this? This is malingering, and it's most likely malingering for what? Probably workers' compensation. He wants it. He has it done on the job, and nothing is found. Back pain is a very common workers' compensation complaint. Moving on to the next disorder. Woman with new onset blindness, no abnormalities are noted on exam, and the patient manages to navigate surroundings surprisingly well. The blindness occurred after the only living relative, her grandma, died from cancer last month. What is this disorder? 
So this is a neurologic complaint, which makes this conversion disorder. Thanks for listening to Medical Student Study Cast. This was a shorter episode, but these are important disorders to understand, and you're always going to have a few on the test, so you might as well get the points right. Here's the joke of the day. A couple of years ago, my therapist told me that I had problems with letting go of the past. <laughs> and here are some quotes of the day. Albert Einstein said, Whoever is careless with the truth in small matters cannot be trusted with important matters. Thomas Jefferson said, Honesty is the first chapter in the Book of Wisdom. And then according to Dr. House, patients always lie. So you can give those to your give those quotes to your patients and see how that goes. If you appreciate this podcast, please consider supporting this content by donating to my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash medical student studycast or at anchor.fm forward slash medical dash student dash studycast. If you have comments or concerns, please contact me at medicalstudentstudycast at gmail.com. Share what you find helpful, changes you would like to see, and personal experiences with the podcast. Remember, I'm only a humble third-year medical student, so if I make any mistakes, feel free to let me know, and I'll do my best to correct and provide the most useful, concise, and accurate study tool that I can. Disclaimer, this podcast is not meant to be the only resource of learning used for medical student clerkships. This podcast is not affiliated with Rocky Vista University and should not be used to diagnose or treat patients. I'd like to thank freemusicarchive.org for the intro and outro music.